Today is Monday, August 28th, 2023, and my name is Adam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geeky Gay. This is the show where I talk about my life five days a week, and you listen, and today is no different. It is. I'm looking. Um, It is National Thoughtful Day. It is also National Read Comics in Public Day. It's also National Cherry Turnover Day. And National Red Wine Day. So I know for a fact that Daniel J. Brewer loves red wine. So he will be celebrating. Well, I don't know because I don't know that red wine is on his keto diet. I I don't think that it would be. Probably hard liquors are because they have less sugar or less carbs. But I would assume wine is not something that's... He's going to correct me if I'm wrong. You know what? Let me just ask ChatGPT. What is red wine considered keto friendly and let's just see what it says daniel is screaming at his uh, at his thing right now at his ipod (laughs) his mp3 player uh red wine can be considered relatively keto friendly compared to other alcoholic beverages because it typically contains fewer carbohydrates However, it is important to consume it in moderation and factor in its carbohydrate content when following a ketogenic diet. On average, a five ounce serving of dry red wine contains about two to four grams of carbohydrates. This can fit within the carbohydrate limits of a ketogenic diet, which typically restricts carbohydrate intake to around 20 to 50 grams per day, depending on individual goals and metabolism. So, I don't know. He definitely could not have, except on his cheat day, a cherry turnover. So, because those are full of sugar and pastry. It's a turnover. So, uh, we have a voicemail. So, let's go ahead and listen to the voicemail. Let's do that. Hello, Adam. Hello. This is your Auntie Scott. Oh, hi. I have a uh, uh, comment, uh, clarification. Uh, I don't know what to okay. say. If I had you here, I'd slap your little face. Oh. Uh, uh, Drew and I yes. are not joined at the hip, <laughs> as you stated on your last incredibly important podcast. Drew and I are joined at the heart Desperately joined at the heart. And if you want to fight about it, I'll put on my gloves. You little whiny bitch. You know that I love you, but you're odd. You're just very odd. And whatever you say about the Blue Lagoon, it's runoff from a fucking (laughs) power plant. Okay? It is not not runoff. It is not. Okay. I'm, 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 I kid. First of all, as I've heard you say a million times on your own, on your very own podcast, Mr. Auntie Scott, you have said on, on your own podcast that you kid because you love. So I kid because I love. 
Uh, and also, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said. I never remember what I say. I apparently, I, I feel like I'm a nice person. Okay. We all know that I'm a people pleaser and that I try to do whatever I can to make everyone happy around me. But when I get on my podcast, that is my outlet. So like when I'm, when I'm just out in public, you know, or talking to Mark or like whatever, you know, it's, oh, whatever you want to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. What do you want to like all of that? Like, or when I'm talking to people at work or anything like that, when I get on my podcast, I kind of let my hair down a little bit. Although I would say I still have people pleasing tendencies on my podcast as well. Uh, you know, like letting Daniel talk over me all the time. Uh, letting Joe joke about my sex life. You know, I don't necessarily enjoy those things, but, you know, I, I like to make people happy. But for whatever reason, I, I think when I'm trying to be funny, I will say things that piss people off. Although I don't think that I'm alone in that. I feel like a lot of podcasters, you know, when they get on their podcast, if it is a podcast where they're, you know, trying to be a, at least a little bit funny have a tendency to embellish things and, you know, poke fun at people and stuff like that. And there's a tendency for people to get their feelings hurt. So I kid because I love, I had no intention of hurting your feelings. Also, the Blue Lagoon is not runoff from a, it's not, it's not, you, you describe it as the wastewater from a power plant. Like, as if there were some chemical, like it, like we're soaking in radiation or something. I mean, that is the way you're describing it. It is water that came from the ground that was very hot. They use that water to make ele electricity. They use the steam, I believe, to make electricity. Spin a turbine or something. That same water, when it cools down, that runoff, it is runoff, but I mean, it is natural water. It's from the ground. It's not like, I don't know. I feel like it just runs through a pipe. They consume, you know, they use the, the steam or whatever. And then the rest of it goes into the lagoon. It's no different than a hot spring in my mind. If they took a hot spring and they piped it, you know, into like an electrical plant and then the rest of, you know, it would be the same water coming out the other end. I don't know how to describe it. But anyway, regardless, you know, believe what you want to believe. We're both right. I am just looking at it from a different angle than you are. We're both correct. I was there. They did describe it to me. <sighs> Anyway, so let's, uh, so yeah, thank you for calling. I love you both dearly. Also, you and I are, Auntie Scott and I are very similar in a lot of ways. So also, we are very similar in a lot of ways. I, I don't know how that's relevant, but I feel like it is. So we were, we were on the, like the third day of our trip. <clears throat> so we did a glacier walk. And I've already talked about this on Mix Minus, but just to say, you know, we, we did a tour. The, the second tour guide was kind of reserved. Uh, he only drove us. He drove us to a couple of different places. He didn't really describe them. So he just he wasn't as good. We didn't stop for food. He just stopped at a convenience store and a grocery store and said, oh, um, I so 
He's like, I think you guys would probably prefer to have more time touring than eating. So just pick up a sandwich in the grocery store and that's going to be your food. So all we ate that day was like grocery store sandwich. <laughs> I did not mean to. I had changed my. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. I meant to turn. I meant to do that. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it in. We'll just have an air horn in the middle of the episode. I'm really excited about grocery store sandwiches, apparently. But anyway, yeah, we stopped, had picked up our grocery store sandwiches. I got a, a container of Pringles because when you're traveling around with a backpack, it's hard to carry a bag of chips because they get crushed. But Pringles come in a can and uh, they don't get crushed. I got a paprika flavor, and I've never had that before. It was good. It was so good. So we saw some waterfalls. We went to a black sand beach. It was all, you know, all great. Um, and then we went to, uh, we, we did the glacier. And so we, we actually swapped out tour guides for a younger, more fit tour. I guess, I mean, I, I feel like our tour guide was... Fit. He could have done a glacier hike, but he said he wasn't certified to actually do to lead the glacier tour. And so he said sometimes he would go with the tour, but he wasn't the tour guide. They had to have someone certified to do like the glacier walks or whatever. I don't know if it's actually a certification, but someone who was trained. They put crampons on us and harnesses and ice axes. And I had to walk behind a German guy who was swinging his ice axe with abandon and almost hit me in the nuts several times. But it was a we had a we had a good day. It was a good day. Uh, and then we when we got home or when we got back to Reykjavik, we went to a gastropub. Then Saturday, I, I think I already talked about that a little bit, but you guys know I repeat things. So it is what it is. You know, you got uh, double for your money. Uh, so Saturday we went to a lava show in the morning, which I, I believe I already described. And then we did gay pride parade and Gary on Twitter asked me if I could talk about that a little bit more because it was Mark's first gay pride. You would really have to ask Mark. I mean, we didn't go, he doesn't, we don't have in-depth heart to heart conversations about, Oh, how did you know, how did the gay pride parade make you feel? He doesn't really, Mark is not an emotion on the sleeve sort of person. So he doesn't really go into detail about his feelings, etc. But he did what he, I can say the feeling that I got from him is both of our trips this summer have been to places that are very LGBT friendly and also at a time of the year when they were celebrating pride. And so there were, gay pride flags all over the place. I mean, in Reykjavik, there's literally this big church on the main strip that had gay pride flags all over it. People were standing on the steps of the church watching the parade. Um, and Mark really seemed to, he's like, I really like, he, he was surprised at how accepting it was in some of these other places because his only experience of the U.S. is moving to Arkansas, which, you know, for the most part, especially where we live, no one is going around like gay bashing or anything like that. But you don't see as much 
gay pride flags and people whoop whoop you're gay you know you know <laughs> you just don't see that as much here and so he's not used to that i'm not sure how it is in the philippines to be honest but he's just not used to that so he he really enjoys being in that atmosphere where it's very accepting and you know etc which i totally get i like it too it's too bad it's in cold places like the northeast and iceland <laughs> but uh Anyway, so he we liked it. It was it was a fun gay pride parade. I'm not a huge fan of parades, but uh, we enjoyed it. We ate at a nice restaurant. We had a wine pairing, and I was a little bit drunk when we got done. And we went for a walk, and a guy pushed me for no reason. I was just standing there taking a picture, and a guy he didn't even say anything. He just he just shoved me, and. Uh, I don't think it was gay bashing, but, you know. So the next day we went on a whale watching tour in the morning. And uh, again, I'm out of time. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow. All right. For more episodes, you can go to geekygay.com. You can email me, adamburns.uk at gmail.com. You can call 479-221-9393. And you can find many more LGBT and LGBTQ plus friendly podcasts at pride48.com. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Mike's, 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 Mike's. Mixers. Action. Mark your calendars because this September 15th to 17th, Pride 48 is the place to be. Join us for our grand finale and final annual live streaming podcasting event. Experience the vibrant colors of our community with an entire weekend of LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts from our stable of current shows, some that you haven't heard in many years, and even a few brand new ones. It all kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, September 15th. More information can be found at our website, pride48.com. This show is part of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.